All right. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Spice After Dark. I am your boy, NFL football-loving host, Jacob Benson. Joining me here today is always the trucker cap wearing boy, Brendan Merkel, who's also my co-host. And we both got our drinks back in tonight. We're super excited excited to talk about some football. Uh, Ladies and gents, we're no longer doing our owns and dubs. We're actually going to be starting a new segment called Random Fact of the Week, where Brendan and I are going to enlighten our crowd with something so random to where they'd say, oh, I should have thought of that. And then after that, we're going to get into our recap and analysis of week one of the NFL, which is me and Brennan's church time, except it's seven hours commercial free. And then we're going to get in our week two predictions. We're going to throw those lines out. Uh, We're actually kind of successful, kind of not. That's how gambling works. Let's get it. here he is laughing because i did a fantastic introduction brendan how are you tonight yeah you made a goofy that's for sure um i'm doing well though uh both of us are drinking a little something tonight so that always you know that always makes us uh, enjoy this a a little bit more obviously so makes us more fun to listen to for our people of age yep but I am in a great mood. I think we both are because it was just a weekend that was, it was a long time coming and it was a wonderful weekend of sports football, just like all day long from like Saturday, Sunday, you know, we had, it's, it's, it's awesome football season because you know, you only have to go Tuesday and Wednesday and then football's back again on Thursdays. So it's awesome. It's just like a great time of the year. It feels, feels great. Are you going to start watching Friday night football, like high school stuff? Just to yeah. fill in that other gap. Yeah, might as well. I'll just go on like huddle and like look at high school highlights or something. <laughs> you know, I, I do know people that would do that at parties throughout college. And I don't feel bad for whatever happens to those people in life because they, they 100% deserve it. They really do. Hey, bro, you want to? I was totally sick in high school. You want to check out my, my huddle highlight tape? No, like so I, I, I legit knew people like that. It was disgusting to see at parties. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, hey, save some girls for the rest of us, my guy. No, but. I single-handedly stabilized Lincoln, Nebraska's economy on Saturday. I spent about six, seven hours just in the Haymarket area pretty much all day. I paid $30 for a parking garage spot on Kennedy. Am I right? And then, yeah, just a, just a horrible day of ass sweat and shame. So, <laughs> hey, and then, at least the Scurs, the Scurs won. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm jealous. I wish I was swassing it up in the rail yard this weekend. I, oh, I definitely I know. miss it. I know, I know. But without further ado, Brennan, let's get to our random fact of the week. All right, Brennan, so this is a new segment that we're trying for our little crowd tonight. So I want you to go ahead with your fact, and then I'm going to go ahead and go with mine. But real quick, after you say yours, I want to talk about it a little bit, just to kind of talk about how random it is. Awesome, okay. Yeah, so my fun fact is that there are only 25 blimps in the entire world, just 25. Isn't that kind of crazy? I would actually think there was less. Really? I've seen I saw, maybe, I said bleak because I was thinking blimp, but I've seen maybe like 10 blimps my entire life. Of my, 22, my two decades of existing, I've only seen 10 blimps. Are you sure? I, it might be like a Mandela effect. You think you've seen a blimp, but you haven't. 
Are you trying to uh, shovel on me right now? You've just seen the Goodyear commercials with the blimp. But I did oh. read somewhere that it takes like $100,000 to power a blimp like per trip, apparently, which is, you know, for all like the helium and shit. Um, How was that an effective way of travel yesteryear? Exactly. So that's probably why that there's not as many, but I just think, uh, you know, after the whole Hindenburg disaster, the demand for those bad boys have probably plummeted. Um, Forming out for my Hindenburg homies. Yeah. So never it's like they're an endangered species at this point. So, and honestly, um, I, I don't think the world's going to be too upset if we just get rid of blimps because planes, hot, hot air balloons are, they seem way more fun anyways, because you're the one piloting that. So they're kind of like a, like a, a thick, plane you know what i mean it's oh like i know what you mean but they go like four miles an hour yeah yeah well you win some, got the, them, i suppose yeah so look out for blimps yeah look out for blimps i guess we'll uh we'll spread awareness we need to have a blimp awareness month like mm-hmm. uh we'll make that like july or something i don't know uh you ready for my fact though i am all right so glaciers and ice sheets make up for 69 percent of the earth's fresh water nice nice yeah, I, <laughs> I was, I, I looked at that. And I, I, that was my exact reaction. I gave it a little like head nod. I was like, nice. Looking at it at my lunch break at work today. And I told all my coworkers about it immediately. I was like, hey, I'm gonna drop some knowledge on you. That's Did a pretty you know, terrifying fact though. Why? That 69% of Earth's fresh water is frozen. Yeah, and it's melting at an like, alarming rate. Well, that just means we're going to get more water to drink. That's, I don't know if that's we're, how exactly it works. Well, you know, what is it I, melting into the salt ocean? I I can't speak for my for my salt water homies, but I can <laughs> I can speak that I drink probably four or five hydro flasks a day because I'm constantly making piss. I'm out here always hydrated. True, true. All right, but Brennan, I know it's a sad fact, but honestly, like, who who cares about glaciers? Am I right? Like, have you ever said like, oh, let me go check out this glacier? Am I right? I think everyone on the Titanic could make an argument against that. But. That was an iceberg, not a glacier. Ah, well, tomato, tomato. Know, know your history. <laughs> tomato, tomato. All right, should we get into our NFL segment, though? That was fun. Yep, I'm ready. Stick with us next week when we come back for a random fact of the week. Brennan, let's get to some football. Brennan, as you know, as most of America does, week one of the NFL happened last just one week ago tonight. Is this is coming out Thursday. And wow, what a weekend. Now, I'm going to say this. Did a lot of those games go the way we think they were going to go? Probably not. And here's, nope. here's one of the main things. We'll get to Thursday night in a second, but I just want to say this. Jalen Hurts, you son of a bitch. You are an amazing quarterback, and I only wish the best for you for the rest of the season. So now that I got that out. <laughs> what is that, your uh, fantasy quarterback? He sure is, and guess who didn't start him? <laughs> You? Yes, I started Josh Allen, but nobody cares about my fun, uh, about my fantasy football team, so we're not going to get into that right now. So, excuse me, Brennan. What were your thoughts on the Thursday night game, though? The uh, Cowboys Bucks game. Yes, sir. Yeah. So going back to like a week from today, it was when we were talking about previewing this game a bit. You know, we said, uh, I think we gave a couple lines. I remember I took, I I threw it out there that. The Cowboys, I was taking the Cowboys cover, and they certainly covered. Um, but other than that, I think all of the prop bets that I recommended, don't know if any of them hit. The Ronald Jones one sure didn't. I think he got like 
taken out of the game on like the second drive when he fumbled. So that was yeah. pretty cool. But other than that, the game was awesome. It was like a, a playoff game in week one, first game of the year. Like it was incredible. Dak Prescott looked awesome. You know, the Buccaneers, of course, they, they looked very good still, but um, it was I'm it very was, worried. Yeah. The, the highlight of the game for me was just, you know, Dak is back. I, I while I think, you know, the Cowboys are going to struggle a little bit because their defense is trash. Um, I think Dak is, he, he could have an MVP season. And I think the comeback pick is definitely um, leaning towards Dak after that week one performance. Absolutely. No, seriously. That was, that was actually an insane game to watch. I remember coming home from work, turning on the telly and just kicking my feet up and watching this happen. Now, I, I definitely knew that Tampa Bay was going to win. As I said earlier, I'm terrified to play them in the Super Bowl again. If we even get that You're far. You're playing? I, I personally am, yes. I am yeah. I am suiting up. And, um, yeah, sorry. Watching Dak just play again was insane. And It was electric. I, Cowboys kicker probably should have been on suicide watch that night. Oh, yeah, he, the he's, yeah, yeah, he is. He is the sole reason that the Cowboys ended up losing that game. Yeah, guys, I mean, that, that was so winnable for Dallas. Like, it was actually crazy to watch them even put up that many points against Tom Brady. I was like, oh my god, like this is this is crazy. I I genuinely hope they win. Yeah, no, they were exposing the Bucks defense, um, which was you know coming into this game, everybody was saying how the talk of the the offseason was how they you know retained all of their players um they drafted some defensive guys who actually their rookies uh, rookie defenders look pretty good in this so that's promising they actually lost a, a few people from due to injuries in that game on their defense so you yeah. gotta watch out for that but other than that like oh, I, thought, I thought Dak and like they were a little bit injured as well they they took care of business on the offensive side of things so um, it was it was a promising look for for Dak, but you know I, I will still say this: I'm not pressing like a panic button at all on the Buccaneers. I just think that you know, week one, you you you're getting some of those like off season jitters out of the way. You're warming up, and I think that was the best warm up game you could have if you're the Bucks. Right. You know, tested right out of the gate. So no, it was it was awesome and. I'm so pumped to watch Dak every week now because he is just on my radar of players to watch. Well, and have you given it any thought as to maybe what the Cowboys record's going to be now in the NFC East? Do you think that they're like looking a lot well, better than what we predicted originally? So we, we can kind of um, recap this a little bit uh, looking at the other NFC East teams. So we had the Washington football team Mm -hmm. uh they lost to the chargers which was it was a close game but the significant news from that was that you know they lost fitzpatrick which was a huge l for them um he had like a hip uh subplexation or something (laughs) i don't know something that didn't sound too good especially for somebody that is what like 38 39 years old so i am not that's not a great look for him and I'm not going to bet on him coming back this season personally. So that's a huge hit for Washington because I know that everyone was excited to see what he would be able to do this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like that, you know, the NFC East is wide open. I think Washington was the favorite 
to come out of it. But I was saying, even before that happened, I was like, you know what? You can't count out Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Like they're a good team. So I, I think that, you know, the Cowboys, it might be kind of an NFC East year like it was last year, again, where the best team is like hovering around 500 and makes the playoffs at like eight and nine, nine and eight, nothing pretty. Um, so that's what I could see the Cowboys doing, but they're, they're going to make it look good. You know what I mean? They're going to be scoring, scoring a lot of points, but losing because their defense is trash. That makes a lot of sense. That really does. Now, there is another game I want to get talking about real quick to you, Brennan. Mm-hmm. Why was Houston the only AFC South team to come out with the victory this weekend? That is a crazy uh, – you know, the talk I, I of get, the I get it. They played, they played Jacksonville. But I still think, like, they probably should have lost that game, like, in retrospect. But, like, they just – they well, got I'll tell you, they got it done. People sure bet heavily on the Jaguars to pull that one out. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure mafias are just going nuts right now with collections. Yeah. So it was uh, the mafia. What are you doing? What? Like loan sharks. I don't know. I think of mafia every time. Like when you hear people betting, like a lot of people losing. For some reason, I think like the mob as far as like getting dirty with betting and stuff and collecting. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, but yeah, no, Urban Meyer first start as an NFL coach, uh, getting clapped by the team that everybody thought was going to be the worst team in the league. Uh, they lost 37 to 22 and wasn't even close. And tw- 20 is the, is like, it that sounds closer than it should have been because they scored like a walk-off touchdown. Um, so it should have, it should have ended like 37, 13 or 14. Yeah. So it, it was such a horrible game. Um, have you seen all those, uh, the rumors about Urban Meyer potentially like leaving. I, well, he definitely shot down that rumor, but it you can't help but think like, if you're Urban Meyer, come week six, seven, you you haven't lost a game. You, are you are you faking? Uh, you know, are you taking medical leave and just never coming back? Moving to California. I completely forgot about that thing was Ohio State. Like whenever he was just like losing, um, he was just like. <laughs> I don't he know if he was like faking, but he was, that was yeah, Coach K. That was Coach K. He was just like fake injury. He'd be like, oh my God, like guys, it's my heart. And then just like, they start winning. You guys like, oh, you guys are, you guys are healing me. Like that yeah. kind of thing. That's so funny. <laughs> we'll probably, we'll see a lot more of that pretty soon. I'm sure. Well, and the, the Jaguars were just such a hot mess in the off season. They were. I mean, I'm not saying that Texas was, you know, any less guilty of that, but still I, I do we say good for you kind of thing? Do we pull a definitely, definitely uh, good for you uh, for the Texans? Because I think no one thought they were going to win this. I, I remember our, my prediction for them. I said that I would be surprised if they won more than two games this year and they're already on track. Already I think I track. said, I think I said like I, they will go one in 16. So <laughs> I think I saw things where like people didn't think they were going to win a single game this season. I see. I was in the same boat, but that's, I that's still a little cruel. Like even for it's, it's definitely cruel, but I still kind of stand by the fact that they are still really bad. Yeah. Um. They're lucky they get to play the Jags again. Um. Or no, they don't. A rematch of the ages. No, they. I don't know. They're not. 
why do I always forget if they're, they're in the same, same division? Okay, I thought that's what I thought. Yeah, they'll play again. I thought I was going crazy. Um, so maybe the Jags will win that one. I don't know. And after that showing, I wouldn't bet on it. Um, but on, also another shout out. I want to shout out Tyrod Taylor because he played the best game of football I think he's ever played in his career. So shout out him. Yeah. Well, you see, you go a long way when you don't have an athletic trainer piercing your lung in the locker room. So yeah, just absolutely screwing you. Yeah. All right. So that's enough of that game. I kind of wanted to talk about the uh, Panthers and the Jets too, if you didn't mind. One, I think we need to address the graphic that uh, Carolina's social media interns came up with. How disgusting was that? The the giant uh, Panther Panther eating the Jets flag. I was like. That was ridiculous. That was one of the many, aside from Aaron Rodgers completely blowing it, which we'll get to, that was one of the biggest highlights I saw on social media this on this weekend. Which is unfortunate because it was just just so bad. Yeah. I, did I they still, play that during the game? Yeah, they did. Well, because I think there were people in the stands and they were like, You're oh, right. Yeah, like, look, there's a giant. Everyone looks Just murdering <laughs> thousands of people as it yeah. runs through the stands. Yeah. The, the Panther is just a genocidal maniac. It needs to be Seriously. put down. It belongs in the wild. Did you actually know that the Panther is not like a real animal? Mm-mm. It's a black jaguar. That's what it is. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I learned that in high school biology, and it actually blew my mind. I was like, you I should have saved that fact for next week. No, 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 no. Trust me. I got, I got thousands of these facts in the back pocket. <laughs> oh, no, but okay. seriously. Uh, so Sam Darnold got his revenge. He did. So, I, did he look better? You know what? I, I did see another meme that was comparing him to a Buddy from The Incredibles. Like, just it was, um, it was, it was Buddy's face on like Sam Donald's jersey, and he was like staring up. Like the trophy case was like the Jets stuff, and he's like, <laughs> "You like you, uh, you put me aside," and it's just him like tearing it down. It was just so funny to me. <laughs> No, yeah, good for Sam Darnold. Revenge games are always great. Yeah. Um, I still don't think, you know, the Panthers – the Jets looked pretty bad. So Bad pass protection. I just don't think they're a lucky team. I, I think someone actually cursed them. Yeah, it was Adam Gase. Adam Gase cursed them. They put yeah. a, he put a hex on them. Yeah, so another highlight that I had written down um, that wasn't necessarily like an actual highlight – it was the only highlight for the Atlanta Falcons, but a 13-year-old kid attending the game with his family noticed that um, a Bay. certain celebrity was sitting right in front of him, Abella Danger, um, who is a young actress who makes adult films on the internet. That's a, um, that's a very eloquent way of putting it. Yes. She's a porn star. Yep. So, of course, he made his mom take a picture of them which was just savage, savage. move. Yeah. James. That kid, yeah, that kid instantly became the coolest kid at school for sure. Oh, um, at least for the next couple of weeks. Eternal spot on the back of the bus for him. But that was hilarious. Um, I couldn't believe, like, somebody sent me that, and I was just like, are you kidding me? That's what – it was the only highlight for the Atlanta Falcons, like, actually. Well, a little highlight for this. I, I I did find out this was in fact fake, but Brennan last week sent me a picture of a it was a him with a fake screen uh, FaceTime with uh, Addison Ray. <laughs> you, you, that was real, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to teach me how to do that because I got tons of meme ideas for it. But anyways, <laughs> let's let's move on real quick. Uh, I want to get to the uh, Dolphins and the Patriots. Yep. 
So is it safe to say that New England um, is just going to go off the wagon without Tom Brady? I don't think so. I actually think think Mac Jones showed some very good flashes, actually. And he was – it was very reminiscent, honestly, of what Tom Brady looked like in his early career. Like – it's just a pure pocket passer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And actually Mac Jones is a very like much more elusive mobile quarterback than Brady is. And that's not like Brady is like stoic. Like he doesn't move at all. So Mac Jones is, he's not like the best mover, but he's miles better than Tom Brady. It was so and considering he's fat, like that's actually like quite, that's, it's quite impressive. He's not fat, but Oh, not anymore. Right. Did he, did he cut? The, I don't know. I don't know if he was ever like fat, fat. It's just a bad picture. It was definitely just a bad picture. Come on, like, ate you, a lot of Whataburger. You, you and me, like we can't talk crap about that guy. We know what, how angles work in pictures. That's true. We, we, made, we always got to work the angles. Yeah, like if I sent selfies of me on the Peloton bike every morning, like I'd look like I teach the classes. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but I did see a funny Borat meme of that game too. It was a Patriots fan in the stands. He's like, "We get an Alabama quarterback. They get an Alabama quarterback." And it was something else. And he's like, uh, "He wants clock radio, or I get clock radio. He cannot afford." And it was regarding the six Super Bowls. So I'm just like, "Yeah." And that was all with one quarterback that you guys don't have anymore, and you'll never have again. So I good luck getting there. Jesus, man, it was pretty cool to see Tua and Mac uh, face off, considering you know they were back to back starters at Bama. And now they are in the same division. So that'll be a kind of a cool rivalry um, for like the next 10 years, barring, you know, injuries or either one of them sucking. So it's going to be like a Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul, just like that bitter rivalry. That's just always going to exist until one that, of them kills the other. That was the Star Wars rivalry you chose to go with out of all of them. What would have been a better one? Like any of the others. Okay. Like Obi Wan and Anakin. Shut or up something. and kiss. Shut up and kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on then. Um, we got the first overtime game of the season, Cincinnati and Minnesota. Which, by the way, I kind of understand why Minnesota wasn't favored. I, I see why that line was pretty pretty thin. Uh, they were favored for that they game. Were, yeah, they were. It was minus three, Minnesota. Oh, because we called that one the disrespectful one last week, right? Like, we thought they were disrespecting Minnesota? Maybe. Possibly. I definitely – I bet on Minnesota to cover, and they certainly let me down. So, well – They almost came back, though. That is true. Well, they did they go tied it. Yeah, they took yeah. it to overtime, but they were <coughs> playing horribly. It was all thanks to Zach Taylor, like, trying to go for it on fourth down in on their own 30-yard line and then not getting it and then – Minnesota came like tied it after that. So that was awesome. Absolutely. But it was, oh. it was, it was hard to root for the Vikings cause I hate rooting for the Vikings, but they, now I'm never going to root for them again because Kirk Cousins sucks. So that's, that's a very good point. I have three, um, oh, well, I have one Vikings running back and then uh, two of their receivers, but um, Jamar Chase was clearly the MVP of that game. Five touchdown passes for 101 yards in that game so obviously Cincinnati's on the up and up offensively they looked fun they looked like they were having fun Joe Burrow's back it was awesome it was definitely in it's so funny because Jamar Chase has just been getting shit on the entire offseason because of all of his like drops and 
had a bad training camp. Joe Burrow was, you know, they were saying that how he wasn't up to speed uh, after the injury and how he wasn't looking 100% healthy, like mentally. Um, so I think, you know, it was just those Cincinnati beat writers. They must have had a deal with the team like, hey, make us sound bad so that everyone's not prepared to play us. And then we'll just come out firing because they, they really looked good. Even Joe Mixon, who is just classically bad, looked really good. Yeah. So it's it was not what I wanted to see because the Bears faced the Bengals uh, this upcoming week. Um, and I thought that was going to be a, an easy dub, but it is not looking like that. So, Okay. That makes an insane amount of sense as well to you, Brennan. There's three more games I want to talk about if you're down before we get to Monday night. Yep. So Cardinals-Titans. Cliff Kingsbury, obviously offensive genius. That game was – it looked orchestrated. That man, yeah, yeah. It was, that man it is was... Palpatine of NFL football as far as creating offensive strategy. So it, it looked it looked super good. I'm sorry with all the Star Wars references. We got Mando coming back in a month. I'm I'm pumped already. Um, oh. But dude, it just it looked natural. I I think a lot of people honestly didn't think Tennessee was going to win that game from the get go. Yeah, and I mean, um, Cliff Kingsbury. That was. I would say the best game I've seen him coach um, just because he has last year, you know, eight and eight, they lost a lot of games they shouldn't have lost um, because of, you know, some certain plays that he chose to run here and there. So it was definitely refreshing to see Cliff Kingsbury like game script to game very well. Right. Very good, very good. Also, the Titans looked really bad, and I regret saying that their defense was going to be better because they are horrible. Mm -hmm. I was wrong about that. One more game, actually, before we talk about our two teams. New Orleans and Green Bay. More like Brown Bay, am I right? Because they played like shit. It was bad. Aaron Rodgers, I think it's time to retire after this season. After that game specifically. Time to retire, buddy. See you later. I know you're thrilled about this because you you obviously are going to take the NFC North. I'm not trying to jinx it, but um, you think the Bears are going to take the NFC North if the Packers keep playing like this? Yeah, without a doubt. Wow, man. I don't trust you. I don't, you don't trust, trust you me. one bit. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm definitely a certified ESPN football analyst here, but. Green Bay looked terrible. Aaron Rodgers, that was probably the worst game of football that he's ever single-handedly had. It was bad. Uh, some stats. If we're getting analytical but here. If we're going to be honest as well, Jameis Winston looked great compared to him. Yeah. Their defense was very good, the Saints. Um, and right now, you know, Jameis Winston's on pace for 85 touchdowns. That's, and zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that's going to happen. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is on pace for zero touchdowns and 34 interceptions. So I'm just saying, no, but if, you, if I'm being honest, the whole Packers offseason being revolved around Aaron Rodgers, is he coming back? Is all this drama, you know? I definitely think, you know, he was not – caught up to speed with the Packers offense and That's he didn't get a like. lot of he didn't get a lot of time to like he had the preseason 
I don't know if he played in any of the preseason games. Now that I think of it, um, but he pretty much came back during that time. Didn't have any of training camp, so I think he was definitely going to be rusty. But if you ask me, that's just like fuel to the fire for Aaron Rodgers. He is he's going to come out pissed next week. Probably throw three or four touchdowns or like more interceptions because he just starts self like detonating. Yeah, no, and you could tell that's what he was kind of doing against the Saints. Like, he was throwing just frustration picks, like, just chucking it and getting picked off. But I honestly, like, like, did you see the stat that if Aaron Rodgers had just thrown every single pass into the ground, he, he would have ended with a higher passer rating than he actually got? Yeah, that was – I almost started crying laughing here, like, listening to that. You know what they need? I don't think hard knocks is enough, Brennan. I think we need like an actual reality show of the just NFL teams during the off season, just because so many of these teams have just insane drama. I like, yeah, we have the media to like look up to and stuff like that in those instances, but we need like an actual television show about just the NFL off season. Just go to like the most random like instances going on and you'll find something that's good content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the, the mic'd up that they have are like usually produce some pretty pretty funny content. Also, the Jameis Winston post game interview was hilarious. I don't know if you saw that. Didn't know how to talk. No, he, yeah, somebody asked him. They're like, so, how, like, how did you guys pull it out or something? He's like, uh, just preparation. You know, my trainer told me something, and he's like, actually, I, I don't remember what he told me, but you know, just preparation. <laughs> it was such like a. He's he's a national treasure, man. He's a gem. We got to protect him at all costs. I agree. So, with that being said, though, should we get to one of the better games that happened this weekend? Chiefs Browns. Very exciting season opener for both teams, and honestly, wow, what a game, Brennan. Because here's you know, Chiefs defense sucked ass. I was texting you, panicking that first yeah, half of that first, football game. Not first half. First, first. drive. The Browns got the first – they got the kickoff. They got the ball first. They came down and scored on the first drive, and you said, I'm, like, so nervous and worried. And I was like, dude, oh, my God. It was the first drive. Chiefs hadn't even gotten the ball. I Patrick think verbatim I said game's over. You might have, and I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, but then, for Patrick, that sake, I wish you guys lost just because of you. Yeah. I, I tend to be the cause of a lot of people hoping the Chiefs have a losing season every year. Anywho – which I am working on it, by the way. I during all of the now that I'm you know living at home, I don't have my own space anymore. Um, I can't be a toxic ass Chiefs fan, and because uh, at least on the bright side, I'm living with other Chiefs fans. But in every other year that I was in college for, all of them rooted against the Chiefs just to spite me, and that was before I even started getting. That's in. how it goes. That's how it's. I think you lived with other Bears fans, though. I lived with one Bears fan, but I also lived with a Chiefs fan, and. I will admit it was not fun all the time to live with the Chiefs fan because it's just like – Or a bit much. You know, you don't get a first down one time and it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyway, it's just like – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to get more of an analogical part. First of all, also, commentators called analical. him Kelsey. Analical. Yeah. They called him Kelsey, not Kels. So we win. I knew it. I knew they were not going to say Kels because I would – there's just no way like you know what i mean there's no i can't believe everyone's kind of forgotten about this like was it true i feel like it was like a it was a prank they pranked us yeah i think so too i shame on me for getting the wool pulling over my eyes but up to the half i want to say this 
although the Chiefs defense didn't exactly perform well that entire first half, I've convinced myself that Patrick Mahomes is like either the biggest troll in the world or he's the best procrastinator to ever exist. Because it seems I'm at the point where like you can't even call them a second half team. You can call them a fourth quarter team because that's kind of when they get all their work done. Like, and they get to a point where I, I also think that was the loudest Arrowhead Stadium's ever gotten because you saw like Cleveland get uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um almost incapacitated by just the amount of noise coming from Arrowhead Stadium. And first of all, God bless the Chiefs fans. We're we're a great crowd, right? And seeing how Baker Mayfield, who's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, he is a fantastic quarterback. He's all just right. self-destructs in the last 10 minutes of that football game. And then you get to the point where as soon as he threw that interception, like obviously that's when game was over. But I was at a point as soon as the Chiefs got the lead for the first time that game, you're just like, okay, if they hold on to the ball, best case ever, right? Like if they hold that ball even for one more minute, like that's game. Like they can't do anything else. And they ended up not doing it, but then they end up getting the interception at the very end. You're like, thank God. That's, that's – work's done. So – Obviously, Cleveland was a team to worry about. I wasn't, I wasn't like convinced the Chiefs were going to win until they got that interception running. So yeah, no, the the Browns definitely blew it. It was it was in their hands. They multiple shot themselves times. in the foot. Yeah, that one punt too completely oh, yeah. screwed them. Yeah. Like that Bad was snap. that was insane. Um, you, if that didn't happen, you know who, who like. Who's to say? But all, there are so many other things in that game that could have alluded to a different ending. But I will say that both those teams looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the, the better Browns, games to watch. Yeah, it was, it was a great game. It was a rematch from last year's playoffs. Um, so I'm sure Kevin Stefanski is, is not too happy with the result being fairly similar. Browns shooting themselves in the foot and losing the game. Um, but I do think that so last last Thursday, when we were previewing um, the AFC North and we were talking about the Browns, I remember saying that I think this team is the most talented roster in the league other than quarterback. And that was on display in this game because, I mean, obviously you saw the pick at the end, which was just totally on Baker. Um, like, was that even on fourth down? I don't even think it was on fourth down, so... It, it, yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Either way, it you know he he didn't look fantastic. He's not a clutch quarterback by any means. So I think you know if the Browns are in a situation where they've got a lead and they can kind of run it out, then that's more their style. Mm-hmm. But I will never bet on Baker Mayfield to go out and win me a game. He's kind of like Kirk Cousins. He, like you're you're not gonna you're getting average quarterback play you're not 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 anything great but you know it's it was tough you know it was that was completely on Baker I mean he had the chance to just go down and win them the game and he could not do it so it'll be interesting to see how the Browns I still think they're a great team but do I think after watching that complete just kind of fall out in that game i don't know if i would take them to you know make it to the afc championship this year um or be a super bowl contender honestly well and when your first game's against a team like the chiefs it's 
you can't really use that as a precedent for the rest of your season. No, and I'm trying not to overreact because the Chiefs are a great team, but they had the game. They they could have easily won the like the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes in that situation, he goes down, wins the game. Um, like plenty of other quarterbacks, I think could have got, had that situation gone down, won the game. So it, it's it's just kind of the Browns are just a step behind a few, a few other teams because I think the quarterback situation is just not as good as what a Super Bowl team wants out of their quarterback. But at the same time, you've had instances in the past where Super Bowls are won using quarterbacks that aren't, you know, MVP caliber guys, you know, Eagles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of instances. So it's possible, but at the same time, it was a little bit discouraging to see the Browns kind of just completely blow themselves off in the foot. So it was, it was, it was tough. All right. Well, with that being said, Brian, let's go ahead and we'll get to the, the other game of Sunday night before we get into Mondays. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you take the lead on this. This was your team. Yeah, I, I won't, I won't go too much into it. Um, I mean, listen, the bears did not play good. It was bad. It was a bad showing. Um, Andy Dalton, I don't think threw more than 10 yards down the field. Um, our secondary was atrocious. Matt Stafford, he was, he was treated like a rookie. Like everybody was so excited for him. Like he was literally treated like it was his first game as an NFL quarterback because every single touchdown, like everyone was dancing, like cheering. His first, his first uh, game on a real team. I saw, I think I saw somewhere it was like his the highest quarterback rating he's ever gotten, wow. and it was the first game as a Los Angeles Ram. So it was tough. Um, honestly, like I, I'm happy for Matt Stafford. I know that probably felt so good for him. Um, but you know, the, the bears have some shit to work out and it was cool to see Matt Nagy try and, um, like sneak fields in here and there, but I think they should just commit to it and make him the starter because this bears team is going nowhere. If it's just dink and dunk five yard passes, hope, hope the players, skill players can make plays, but it's going to be a long season for the Bears, and I don't know what we said our projected win totals are for them, but I would not be surprised if they were a 7-10 and 10 team. Well, I was going to ask you this, too. What did you think of like that two-quarterback dynamic they had going for at least the parts I remember? You know, personally, I liked it a lot, especially when it first happened. I was like, all right, Nagy, like, this is, this is actually some, like, interesting coaching, like, maneuvers you're trying out here, like, He's usually one of those guys where, you know, I sit back and roll my eyes whenever he tries to do something. Most of his plays, I'm just pissed. And when he, was, when he was bringing in fields and switching it up, making the defense, you know, uneasy, I was like, all right, let's go. But then that first drive, when they brought in fields, he threw like a, a nice like bullet pass right in Aaron Donald's face. It was, a, it was a nice throw. And then it was like a third and one. And they take fields out and put Andy back in. I'm just like, how do you not keep the guy that's mobile in for a third and one run a read option and just probably easily pick up a third, like that third and short. So it's still, the coaching is still really bad. I think Um, I really am all in on just fire Nagy, like get him, get him out of here. 
it a hundred percent is all on Matt Nagy. Yeah, I was gonna say Fields looked really good out there too for the times that he was in there. Or not even just really well, better than a lot of people expected, probably. As yeah, far was, as your first NFL game. It was cool. He he got the rushing touchdown. That was electric. That was the highlight of the game. Mm-hmm. Um that was a good play. But also I, I think like um we saw we saw Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers do the little two quarterback maneuvering as well with Trey Lance and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason. So I think Matt Nagy was kind of just taking a little page out of the Shanahan book. I don't. That's why, like, I thought more about it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to give him too much credit here because he I think he's literally copying. Yeah. It wasn't his idea. So um, we need to start Justin Fields ASAP because this offense is atrocious without somebody that. Matt Nagy trusts and that's what it has been the past four years with quarterbacks that weren't good so it was it was a tough game I I figured we were going to get beat but it was a brutal beat down um, and some of the worst tackling on defense I've ever seen so well and I was consoling my other Bears friends about this the Rams have one of the best defensive lines in the country like that's that's without question. So I you can't even really like anything that any offense is going to try to do against the Rams defense, it's most likely not going to go their way. No, that's like, very they're, true. They're, they're going to have to have a lot of pretty strategic adaptations um, as far as playing a defense such as LA. So I, I honestly, Brennan, I wouldn't beat yourself too much up over it. No, I, I will say that the Rams seriously looked like a Super Bowl contending team mm-hmm. with that offense. If it's that you know, field stretching and that powerful under uh, Stafford, that defense is still elite. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Honestly, the whole NFC West looked very good on Sunday, which is going to be very interesting come, you know, uh, late season and and into the postseason, like which teams they're all going to be battling for playoff spots. So, it's it's definitely a division that I'm going to be watching the whole year because it's very exciting. Oh, yeah. All right. So, with that also being said, should we get to the Monday night game, which actually surprised a lot of folks at home? Yeah, let's do it. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens. So, Raiders 1-0 against Baltimore, which actually – Makes me feel a lot better going into Sunday night, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. So Lamar Jackson still great quarterback. I'm not I'm not dogging on him at all, but holy cow, Raiders looked insane compared to Baltimore's uh, Monday night. And yeah, you know them having fans in their home stadium for the first time too. That was like that was also kind of cool to see. I, I personally don't really like the Raiders because they've been my longtime rivals, but I'm not going to go there either. They looked. They look good. No, it was electric to see that stadium full. Like that place was rocking. It was, I wish I was there. That's it. It looks incredible. I saw a picture somebody posted in out one of the like windows. Well, not when it was like a huge, just like gigantic wall or side of the stadium. That's just only windows. And you could see out, like you could see the strip, um, the Vegas strip. And I was like, Oh my God, I would, just do unspeakable things to be there Mm -hmm. well and then did you also see that the the raiders officially filed like a complaint like an official complaint to the nfl about late hits on hunter runfrow i did see that that was that was crazy and then just to reiterate is he the player who came out no 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 um 
That was Carl Nassib. He's on defense. Yes. Okay. Hunter Renfro is like, wide receiver. Okay. Um, he was I didn't getting know if it was lit like up. Anti-gay thing. Okay. That would be bad. Yeah. That but would be very bad. And probably honestly, though, sh- shout out Carl Nassib because you know it. It really shouldn't have been like a huge. St- I guess it it should be a huge story, but like it it was cool because he kind of had like the the game winning like strip sack pretty much the the Raiders were all night they were getting after Lamar the the Raider or Ravens uh, offensive line was not looking good so they they were feasting out there but Carl Nassib I think got like the game-winning sack mm-hmm. towards the end which was which was awesome great for him um, I will say Lamar he looked good at times but that that team is a little bit worrisome to me I I they should have won this game easily. With their defense, um, too, without a doubt. Yeah, so it, it was uh, – shout-out to the Raiders. I, do, I personally, I like the Raiders. I like Derek Carr. He's a great guy. Yeah, he looked um, really good, too. I like Darren Waller. He's a great story. Um, he's just a monster. I think he got, like, 20 targets last night. Um, I may or may not have him in uh, both of my fantasy leagues, but, you know, it's – it's all right. I'll try and remain biased towards him, but he's a, he's a beast. Um, no, I, I think I think the Raiders uh, they might be able to you know make some noise this season. We'll see. Well, and then what do you think of all the close up shots of Mark Davis? <laughs> there was too many, way too many. That's for sure. Yeah, I just saw him just messing up high fives and like like handshakes the whole time. Every single time, like something kind of wrong with him up in the mind. You would think that when you look at him, but well, the dude is here's a what he looks like. billionaire. He looks like, yeah, he looks like every stereotype of like hillbillies in movies. Like whenever yeah. like a main character goes like a super small town, like that's just that's what they all look like. He literally looks like Amish the one character from um, what's that movie? The uh, Benchwarmers. He looks like every character from Benchwarmers combined into one person. That's actually probably the most accurate statement <laughs> i just came up with that by you myself should, you should go tweet that right now it'll go viral <laughs> no but he is a yeah he isn't he isn't fun to look at but the raiders are fun to watch so it balances out all right and i think on that note of mark davis slander we'll go ahead and move on to our next segment brennan week two is officially upon us starting tonight we got washington we got new york what are we thinking? What's our official analysis? I want to hear this from you first. Yeah, first NFC Beast matchup of the year. Danny, Danny Jones versus uh, Taylor Heineke. Ugh. I really, I really feel bad for Washington because, I, I, you know, once again, Fitz Magic, I was excited to watch him. Finally, they had an actual upgrade at quarterback. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if they roll with Heineke or they make a trade. Um, anyways, this game will definitely be the polar opposite of last week's Thursday night game. Um, this will be a certified stinker. Well, and here's Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley are both – well, Saquon Barkley's questionable, but Evan, Evan Ingram's also officially out too. So, like, there's, there's already just some key players from New York that's going to make this a, a bit more difficult. Yeah, I think Saquon will probably be questionable until, like, week five or six mm-hmm. um, until he's, like, fully healthy in air quotes. But um, – so, yeah, I, I think this New York offense will be ugly once again. They're – 
O-line was bad last year. Um, so the spread right now is three and a half um, in favor of Washington, which, you know, I feel like that's – I would say I would take Washington, but at the same time, I have no idea what to expect from this team. Um, their defense is still elite, obviously. So, I mean, if I had to bet on a team to cover, it would be Washington. But, you know, without Fitzpatrick, they're going to also be pretty stinky on offense. So, don't get me wrong. I still think the Giants' defense is a little bit slept on. They're not bad, but they they got beat up by the Broncos, I guess. So, But the Broncos are sneaky, so don't forget that. Right. Well, and you can't even really compare that because, I mean, the Chiefs haven't covered in God knows how long and look at the skill set. So I'm not even going to look at that cover. I would think I would still take Washington to go ahead and cover that three and a half. Uh, we got an over-under of 40 and a half. 40 and a half? That's, that's, I, that's what, I read it on DraftKings early at 43 and a half. Oh, well, I'm on CBS, so we need to get our sources straight. But for the sake of argument, let's go with 40 and a half, right? So what do you think? That is that's I was definitely comfortable with taking the under at 43 and a half, but I don't know. 40 and a half is very low. I, I do think if I could see myself taking like a first or second half under, um, depending on what it's set at. Um I don't know, dude. I think, I think both so these because these are this is going to be an ugly game. It's, it's going to be horrible. With so many offensive key players and weapons out for the night, I, I genuinely don't see how this is going to be a shootout. Forty and a half is so low. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. It's almost That's, insulting. That is very insulting, but it's it's also it's reasonable. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would probably take the under still, but ah, uh, that that's tough. I think I think with that under, just I feel more comfortable taking Washington just covering, honestly. Yeah. Well, I definitely would. If you're going to put a money line out, I definitely would go with Washington. In this money case. line I feel much better about. Yeah. But that's not as fun. Um, although last week I took Washington money line and they lost. So I guess I shouldn't be so quick to grant them a money line pick this week. But mm-hmm. the Giants stink. So. Okay. Well, yep. Like I said, shitty ass way to start off the weekend. So let's go ahead and we'll move on to uh, our Sunday games then. So let's let's talk about the Saints and the Panthers here. So we got the line for me is also set at three and a half. I don't know if that says the yep. same thing for you. That was the same I, thing I got. I kind of like uh, comparing sports betting websites. So I see also an over under of 44 and a half. Uh, yes, I believe that is what I got too. Wow. Okay. Let, me pull up, let me pull up DraftKings real quick. You, you give your spiel what you think while I pull it up. Okay. Well, I, I, I think it would be completely fair and right-minded to say that New Orleans is definitely going to dominate this game. Uh, we saw their performance against Green Bay. And while Green Bay definitely self-destructed as a team, we can't argue the fact that New Orleans didn't also just look really good. You know, Jameis Winston, I think he's finally in his year. Um, I think just all the other petty bullshit that was going on with his NFL career is just put aside. I think he's ready to win. I think he's ready to take Drew Brees' spotlight. Which, by the way, we didn't even talk about Drew Brees. The man's hair came back. <laughs> I know. I saw knew, he was announcing the game, too. Or yeah. They were, they were kind of going back and forth. Um, Who knew eight months out of the analysis. NFL, uh, like, makes your hair grow back like that? I know it's definitely plugs or something. Yeah, but, he's on that Briner Lacker treatment for sure. On God. But that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, Drew Brees is trifling, but – 
Jameis Winston is ready to take that spotlight, I think. I think New Orleans is officially his city. I think that New Orleans, without question, is going to win this game. I just don't think Sam Darnold has that skill set to go ahead and beat New Orleans' defense like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, yeah. So, I I, it's, I, I think it's, it's, pretty, it's a fair bet to say that New Orleans is going to cover, and I think that over is going to hit too. Yeah, and Caroline or Carolina didn't look bad. Um, sweet Carolina. Uh, they only put up 19 points though against the Jets. So the Jets looked, they looked really bad, honestly. And I mean, this, the Saints just completely demolished the Packers, whether or not, you know, the Packers were ready for the season, whatever, but their defense looks legit. They're throwing deep again with Jameis. I love Jameis Winston so much. So I, when he's not would, throwing interceptions, honestly, this, Spread being three and a half is – this is disrespectful, I think. I think people need to hop on this line before it changes because the Saints are easily going to cover this. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. Should we get to your team? Well, I guess so. You are favored against the Bengals. Yeah. What's it at now? Right now, two and a half. I'd say that's pretty oh, fair. Jeez. It started at three and a half. So yeah, that's... It started at three and a half. It's already going down. So I, I do think Cincinnati's going to cover. I think that's that's fair. I I would I guess I would listen. I know the Bears stunk. I'm not but, saying that they're a bad team, Brennan. You guys had a rough first week. You guys were experimenting with the two quarterback situation. Andy Dalton obviously is just not. I can't even say that's not what he used to be because he wasn't ever really an outstanding quarterback to begin with. But you know, I see here's here's kind of where I struggle when you have a week one against L.A. Rams and they're their situation it's going to be like like i said earlier with the browns playing in kansas city it's a tough precedent to be setting so i think i'm I'm very interested to see how this game goes this is going to be one where you can sit down with a thing of popcorn and be like "Ooh, what's going on next so obviously cincinnati looked insane against minnesota last week so that's why i'm saying i think they're going to cover with that offense and how they're performing this year starting off like starting out of the gate like that you know, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to say that they're probably going to win. Now, I got an over-under sitting at 45. Yeah, so let me give my spiel. So Yeah, go ahead. The Cincinnati last week, the Vikings, the Vikings' defense was god-awful. They looked really bad, and this was a defense that, you know, a lot of people thought was going to be, you know, much improved. Last year, they were like 30, 31st against the pass or whatnot, so – they looked like they, you know, are the same exact defense from last year. They look really bad still. You got Prashad Breland. You got Patrick Peterson, who was just getting embarrassed by Jamar Chase, a rookie. Um, so they looked horrible. And, I mean, Bears, Bears defense wasn't great either, but the Rams are also a different breed than the Bengals. I think this is an Andy Dalton revenge game. I see us opening up the playbook a little bit more against the Bengals defense. You forget who at- Andy Dalton was like, Cincinnati's guy for years so long so I mean I I do think that the the Bengals defense they didn't look bad I mean they for the most part they they shut down Dalvin Cook I think he had like 20 carries for like 60 something yards so he's like three yards per carry which is very good uh uh stopping him or holding him to three yards per carry that's very good Uh, but I mean I I think it's a must-win game for the Bears. Like, even this early in the season, like, this is a must-win game for them. Because if they lose this one, what is the ceiling? Or, like, 
yeah, what's the ceiling the rest of the year for them? So if Andy Dalton can't move the ball against the Bengals, I'm going to be hearing the Soldier Field chants for Justin Fields from my house. So I'm taking Chicago minus two and a half. Um, I, I just think home field advantage kind of plays into effect here. Hopefully the fans aren't too like divided and it just fucks with the Bears and just makes everything worse. But I'm, I'm going with the Bears in this one. I got to. Fair enough. And honestly, if I were you, wouldn't you kind of hope that the Bears don't exactly succeed just so Justin Fields starting is kind of more secure? I still think if this game is like at all favoring the Bengals at any point, I you would hope think? that Matt Nagy decides to put in fields because he really should. Unless he is actually trying to get fired at the end of the season, like he needs to put in Justin Fields. Right. All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and – I'm going to get my predictions. I think that Cincinnati's going to cover, and I would take that over 40, uh, 45. I would take that over. That's fair. Both offensively, I, I think, just with Cincinnati's offense alone, I think that game's going to go into a pretty high score. Um, I would agree. Thank you. Now, next game, Texas at Browns. I, do we even need to talk about this? The Texans-Browns? Yeah, te- Lions at 12-and-a-half. I, I genuinely don't think – I don't see – Houston having a single chance at possibly covering that. Um, obviously, for three-fourths of Sunday's game against Kansas City, Cleveland looked solid. Um, and Houston, I would say, got lucky. I wouldn't even say they got lucky winning at Jacksonville, but, um, you know, they, there's there's no objective way to say that they're a good team. Yeah, so 12-and-a-half is a brutal spread. Like, that's a lot. I definitely think it's possible. Um, like the Browns could be blowing them out. Um, but at the same time, we saw it last week with the Lions versus the 49ers. The Niners were up huge. The Lions came back in garbage time to cover the nine-and-a-half-point spread. So, I mean, I could see the same type of case here. And the Texans' offense looked competent enough, while the Browns' defense, you know, they looked exposable, albeit it was the Chiefs. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to be rooting on that spread. You know, maybe I'll uh, look at some props, like, I'd root for Tyrod Taylor, maybe like over two and a half touchdowns, something like that. Maybe the over, I think that's, what was, what was that? At like 48? What was it set at? Um, yeah, yeah, I got 48. 47 and a half. Okay. So, I mean, that's a lot of points too, but I think that could definitely happen. Okay. Well, so I'm just going to go ahead and get my prediction. I think Cleveland's going to blow Houston out of the water. I think that's without question. They're going to blow their backs out. Yeah, they're going to blow their backs out. You're going to, Houston's going to buy just a brand new bed frame and uh, especially back shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, moving on, we got Rams at Colts. Lines for me to set a three and a half. Um, seeing how Indianapolis played last <laughs> week, I, they got embarrassed. That was, was that, that was at Indy too. Is this one at Indy? Yes. Yes, it is. So, yeah, three and a half. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. I don't. I don't even have much uh, much to say about this one. The Rams look legit. The Colts, you know, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't look great. I'm not a huge Carson Wentz guy. Carson Wentz, fifty percent of his passes he threw to running backs, which is not the, a great sign. Right. Um, 
the Rams defense, it's kind of going to be the same type of script. I think the Bears, the Bears had to run last week. It was just short passes, hope to not make mistakes. And I think Carson Wentz will make mistakes. Um, he loves fumbling. Aaron Donald's probably going to have like three strip sacks. So probably um, and probably three fumble recoveries adding on top of that. Exactly. So I'm definitely right now. I think you, I think people need to hop on this spread before it changes at all because three and a half is pretty like that's pretty generous for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And then we got the sneaky Broncos versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think the Jacksonville could recover from last week and possibly keep their head in the ball game here? No, no. And yeah, I'm, so I'm taking Denver minus six, hundred percent. So this defense might hold Jacksonville to zero points. Um, yeah. Give me the Broncos. Yeah, there, there, there really is no debate here. Honestly, don't even know why we're still talking about it. We got over under 45 and a half. I think that's going to be the more interesting one. I do want to say that I kind of – I know the Giants aren't great, but the Broncos looked pretty good last week. Teddy Bridgewater didn't even look at like just like a fill-in quarterback. Mm. He looked like a guy that can go out there and like actually score you points. Like He made some good plays, and their defense looked legit too. So – I, I'm excited for this Broncos team. Now we got the Raiders that are potentially good. That your guys' division might be pretty pretty good. So AFC West could uh it could be raising some eyebrows. I agree. So moving on then, we got Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo's obviously favored here. I think, you know, last week was just fluke game. Yeah, fluke game against Pittsburgh. So I mean that was just that was weird. Did, I don't think a single person expected Pittsburgh to win that game, but I know we didn't talk about that earlier. But uh, I you're think right. That was a, that was a weird game. That, that was it wasn't fun to watch. You know, because Josh it was Allen, the like, worst game actually. I think. I well, well, I mean, it was two good teams battling it out, but it was really gross to watch. Mm-hmm. Especially since we all had higher hopes for the Bills. Um, just kind of with everything going on in the postseason, we know that COVID kind of had a big role to play within their off season. Um, so I, I don't know the deal to do because Miami also looked pretty good last week. I, I still want to say that the bills are going to cover this at three and a half. I, I think, I think that would be the fair choice to go with here because Buffalo is not a bad program. Either. No, they're not. So and their they're, defense they're was good. They're due. Yeah, exactly. I think they're due. Uh, this kind of has a similar feeling to like the Packers Saints game, although that wasn't like a blowout. But I mean, the Bills just lost a brutal one. They looked, yeah, like you said, they looked all out of sorts. Um, I'm banking on Josh Allen becoming Josh Allen again. And I think that you're probably going to want to bet on this one before it gets away from you. The Dolphins didn't look bad against the Patriots, but they certainly didn't look great. I mean, Tua made some plays. He had some bad throws, though, that. Like he, he had a pick in towards the end of the game that it luckily didn't lose them the game, but it certainly could have. Um, so it was kind of a wash for me there. But I think the Bills are the much better team, and and kind of like the Bears, like it, this is almost like a must-win situation. They cannot start zero and two. Um, so they uh, the the Bills, I think, are going to cover here. I think so too. All right, so that's a good prediction there. Then we got the Patriots at the Jets. So that line set at six. 
I think that's a pretty clear cut that the Patriots are going to cover. Not saying that it's going to be a blowout. I'm kind of hoping it is because, you know, we don't like, – if, honestly, if the Jets beat the Patriots, that is disgusting. That That's just – that's not natural. Yeah. Like, if you told someone five years – like, if the Jets win this game, if you told someone five years ago that, like, New England was going to lose to the Jets, you would think that they're crazy. <laughs> You it's like say, lock to this, the future. Yeah, lock this man up in a mental institution. So, obviously, the fair choice here is going to go with New England covering at six. And then we got over under 42. I can honestly see the under hitting here. Uh, New England didn't look like that they're going to get in any shootout games. I don't think uh, the Jets are going to be outperforming anybody offensively. I think it's very safe to go with the Patriots cover with an under 42. Yeah. I'm definitely not super comfortable betting on the Patriots this early into the year. I wouldn't either, honestly. I, you know what? For those at home, don't even touch this game. I, I probably won't touch this game. But, I mean, the Jets did look like the Jets. They lost Mackay Becton, which is going to be a big deal for them. Uh, Zach Wilson was running for his life out there. He didn't look too bad on some plays, but then, uh, like, there were some plays where, like, yep, that's, that's a rookie. He's on becoming the Sam Darnold, yeah. I think <sighs> – It'll be interesting because I do think that their coaching staff is much better than what Sam Darnold got to work with. So, but at the same time, the Patriots are a coaching staff that has been together for a long time. So mm-hmm. they're going to figure things out sooner than the Jets are. So if I had to bet on this game, I would probably take the Patriots to cover the minus six. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen enough from Mac Jones yet to be like super like out there like yes yes like this is a great pick okay yep i see that too uh so let's get to san francisco philadelphia this is an interesting game too because with how good the eagles looked last weekend compared to also how good like san francisco's looking like this this is kind of a sexy game you know what i'm saying like because san francisco's defense also is looking really good too brennan there's just overall they're just they're a nice team they're a nice team to watch. If you're a San Francisco fan, like, I'm not going to say this is your year, but, like, you know, it's, it's something worth looking at. And San Francisco's favored minus three. So, it's just it's – it's, it's a very weird thing because Philadelphia's offense also looked – like, Jalen Hurts, like I said earlier, just hard to show off, deserves all the respect that anybody could give him right now. With having that young of a receiving core, too, like – you wouldn't have thought that offense was going to even like score a touchdown, but here we are. Yeah. You also got to take into account the teams that these, both these teams played last week. Uh, the 49ers played the lions and the Eagles played the Falcons who were probably both bottom three teams of the league. Yeah. Um, so the, but I mean, you're right. The Eagles were one of the brightest spots of week one. Um, one of the best looking offenses. I mean, Jalen Hurts looked awesome. So that was cool. But at the same time, you know, the Texans were also really good in week one. So that week one performance, I unfortunately think, was kind of directly in correlation to playing the Atlanta Falcons, who put on a strong, definitely put on a strong case for worst team in the NFL. So I really like Jalen Hurts and their team is fun. But I, I think the 49ers are just more well-rounded. Um, I personally think that they cover the minus three fairly easily. And yeah. that's me coming from me who actually, I bet on the Eagles plus three last week, who 
I could not believe that it was plus three. It was just week one jitters for the line makers, but um, Atlanta is so bad. So I, I think that this is a generous line for Philly. I, I personally think San Francisco is the, the much better team. So I'm, I'm going to take them to cover. I can agree with that. All right, let's get to the next game. Raiders and Steelers. Uh, we got Pittsburgh favored at my, um, five and a half. And I have issues with this one. Seeing how Las Vegas competed against Baltimore Monday night, they're definitely – they were one of those teams that was so kind of down-looked upon at the beginning of the season. Yeah. It's where, like, it, it's weird to say, like, oh, yeah, I definitely think Las Vegas can beat Pittsburgh. I don't think it's so far-fetched to say that the Raiders could probably take this cover. So, honest to God, I, I could see a Raiders cover here. Yeah, if I think five-and-a-half point – it points is pretty hefty, you know. I see this. That's a tall order for Pittsburgh to like, you know, compete against that right now. It is. But this Raiders team, what if they is can, the over? The over is forty-seven. So it's weird because the Raiders have to kind of keep up that competitive edge too. Like, like you said, the AC West is going to be something that's going to have like you know people are going to have their eyes on it this year. But can they stay consistent? That's the thing. Pittsburgh's thing is. They can stay consistently good for the majority of the season, but then, you know, they fall off at some point, but can the Raiders keep up with that? That is a very good point, Jacob. And one of the like most analytical things that you've said tonight that I can agree with. Oh, um, did I sound so official? He did. I, I mean, I do. I like the Raiders a lot after that Monday night game, but like, like you said, I'm not sure if they've got the juice to keep it up to handle Pittsburgh at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that the, like we said, like the Raiders defensive line looked dangerous and the Steelers are, are certainly not great at O-line, but that's why I don't know. Five and a half is that's, that is a very tough spread. They know what they're doing with this one. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the over. Um, Cause I think both these teams can put up points so I will take – and I'll also take the over at whatever Darren Waller's targets are set at because he'll probably just destroy that. Yeah, and I, I won't lie. This could be a make or break for um, Las Vegas's season. I know it's so early on, but they're fresh off their first win of the season against a very good football team. Yeah. So I just – it's If it's the Raiders so can – if the Raiders can put together two wins back to back from the, They're gonna, the Ravens Steelers, they people are going to start talking about them. I'm automatically going to assume that they're going to be AFC Championship contenders at this point, or not AFC yeah, Championship, but I'm sorry, AFC West Division winners. That's what I meant. I, I think they can contend if they if they can win back to back against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They would have to be able to beat the Chiefs at least once to be in consideration of that. So. Right, I know, but still, I, well, they still won once against them last year. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if they're beating good teams like this and keeping up with the Chiefs and they are able to take a game or something against them, so I, it definitely feels like it could be, like I said, the AFC West, it, it seems like all these teams are kind of, you know, clicking this year. So it'll be, it'll be a, a fun division once again, so. More competitive, at least. 
Absolutely. All right, let's get to the Vikings and Cardinals. I, I think with how – going based off of last week's performances, I think this is pretty clear-cut that at least Arizona's going to win this game. So right now we got a line set at three and a half with uh, Arizona favored. I, you know what? The line three and a half. Let's talk about this for a sec. That's a cowardly spread. That's, that's like they're like, oh, screw it. Let's just say three and a half because why not, right? Obviously, Arizona is going to cover this. If we're, if we're going based off how performance was last week, it's, I think it's pretty set in stone that at least Arizona is going to win this game. Now, I'm not saying automatically that Arizona is going to be playoff ready. I don't think they're going to be like the team of the year this year or anything like that. But I think they can at least win against a Kirk Cousins offense. Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Um, Chandler Jones, you know, five sacks in game one um, against the Titans, who to me, the Titans, even after that week one, I would still like they're they're a much better team than the Vikings are. So mm-hmm. um, Chandler Jones might hit double digit sacks by the end of this game. Like the the Lions or Lions, the Vikings offensive line Same is, is really bad. Um, so, I mean, sure, Kirk Cousins threw for 330-plus yards last week against the Bengals, but also he should. Um, it's the That's Bengals. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Cards' secondary is better than I originally planned. Um, this could definitely go into a shootout, but I see the Cardinals being able to win comfortably in this one. So, uh, I'm definitely – I'm picking Arizona minus three and a half all day. Mm. I'm glad we can agree on that, too. And this next game, I don't even think we should bother talking about it. Uh, we got Tampa Bay with Atlanta. And oh, what the I, hell, yeah, right? I didn't even write, it, it, I didn't even write that home. game down. Yeah, honestly, why, why should we? We got a spread at 12 and a half. Like, that is, that's the biggest oh. game. Yeah, that's disgusting. Obviously, like, if you're a safe better out there, this one's pretty obvious. Tampa Bay is going to just, like, make do-rags of uh, – or sham rags. What, what's the word? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Shammies, that's what I'm looking for. They're just going to make just floor towels of... Oh, okay. Of, Did you say do-rag at first? I was thinking rags, and I was like... <laughs> rags, the riches. All right, continue. So, obviously, Atlanta, like you said earlier, bottom-tier team this year. It's going to be amazing if they win four games. So, we got an over-under of 52. I think that one's pretty set clear in stone that... They're set in stone that Tampa Bay is going to hit that over, honestly, just offensively. I think it's going to be a shootout and not the way that Atlanta is going to think it's going to go, at least for them. Well, what did Arizona, what, scored like six points last week? They, like, I think they hit like two field goals maybe. Um, you mean so Atlanta? I mean, what did I say? Arizona. Oh, yeah, Atlanta. Um, so, I mean, I think the Bucks could definitely, like, you know, they'll, they'll score like 30, 35 points if they're if that if they're being modest you know they could easily go for like 40 plus Mm -hmm. um but i mean i i think they cover honestly (laughs) i think they do i really do not think that this arizona team is (laughs) i did it again i did it again that time i heard it um atlanta i do not think that this atlanta team is capable of putting up over 17 points against the bucks like their defense is good um, but I don't know I, that, that over is what'd you say it was at 52. It's still pretty high, especially for a really bad team. I know people think that their offense, like the Atlanta offense is good, but I don't think they're good. 
So I don't know. I don't know if I'm catching that. I don't think Atlanta's offense is good, but I think collectively Tampa Bay could at least put up enough to hit that over. Tampa Bay could definitely score like 40-something points by themselves. So. Uh, seriously, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying right there. Yeah, so I, I, I would agree. Um, this, that game's got to be just – it's if you're an Atlanta fan, don't even bother turning on the game. I, yeah. I wouldn't even want to watch. Honestly, it's going to be a lot cheaper to not watch the game than buying a new TV for your house. So – Let's move on then to Titans at Seahawks. This one's also pretty obvious. Russell Wilson looked amazing last week. Obvious. uh, Obvious obvious for Seattle. I think they're going to win this game. Seattle might win, but I think I'm fairly comfortable taking the Tennessee cover. Oh, cover wise. Is it five and a half? Yeah, I got five and a half. I think Tennessee could cover too, just seeing how they're not a bad team. They had a rough intro to the NFL this year, but I, I don't think that – why did I say NFL? I meant this season. They had a rough intro to the season, but I don't like, – objectively, they are a good team. I, I do think they can cover against Seattle. I think just whatever mistakes they made last week, obviously, you know, you get a week to figure that out. Derrick Henry is still probably going to lead the season in rushing yards. I, I definitely think that Tennessee is at least going to be able to cover, but like we both said, I think Seattle's probably going to win this game. I, Russell Wilson clearly knows what he's doing with this offense this year. Yeah, I think the Titans get back on track after that awful showing against the Cardinals. Um, this team is just too loaded for them to not be good. Um, maybe the loss of Arthur Smith at offensive coordinator was just a little too much for him to handle, but you know, Derrick Henry is not going to rush for 58 yards on 17 carries ever again. Um, especially if they want to win. So I do like the Seahawks, though, and they looked really good. Um, Russ, though, always starts off the seasons really hot. But, but then they also play the Colts, too. So this also takes into a good account of the team. The Colts' defense, the though, is, is is not bad. So they were able to put up, like, 28 points, I think, on the Colts. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a pretty solid showing. But I also want to quick give a little shout-out to uh, a buddy of mine that I went to school with since I was in, like, kindergarten – his name's John Radigan. He got the call up. No, he uh, is actually on the Seahawks, and he got the call up from the practice squad for this uh, this game on Sunday. He Ooh. lit up Naheem Hines on a punt return, and then he was uh, they signed him to a one year deal, Seattle. So he's you now officially on the fifty three man roster. You shoot him a text, say, "Hey, buddy, I watched you. Don't don't, don't forget about me." Yeah, so it's it's awesome. I'll always root for him um, in Seattle now since, you know, he's on the team. But I do think the Titans will at least cover here. So Absolutely. I think this will, be, this will be a really good game. This is one of the afternoon games that I'm definitely looking forward to the most. All right, let's get into our final three games. We've got Cowboys at Los Angeles Chargers. Um, if I were the Chargers, I'd be nervous. Yeah. Well, right now we got a line set of three and a half. Chargers are favored, but with Dak back and that performance against Tom Brady and just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, I I would be 100% nervous if I was L.A. Yeah, L.A., they looked pretty good. Um, Justin Herbert looked good. Dak and Herbert are two of the best gunslingers in the league. Mm. Um, when I look at this game, though, you know, the Cowboys just lost Dexter Lawrence for the whole season um, or DeMar- DeMarcus Lawrence, my bad. Um, he's, he just like broke his foot in practice today. 
So they, they have a lot of injuries, and that defense is just getting worse and worse, I feel like. So Dak is going to have to throw for like 500 yards every game. Um, just so to keep when up, I, yeah. Exactly. When I look at this game, I have no – it's literally like a coin flip, like who's going to win for me. So I'm picking the over, which is set at 55, which is very high, but I don't care. I'm still doable. going to take it. I'm still going to take it. This game is going to be sick. I love both of these offenses. Inject this matchup into my veins. I just I want all the points. And you want all the smoke. Yes, I do. All right. And then we got Sunday night, Baltimore, and Kansas City. The Chiefs are playing at Baltimore. So here, here's my take. Obviously, I think Chiefs are going to win this game. Do I think they're going to cover? No. And I will say because I don't think the Chiefs are capable of covering a spread. I don't think they are. I know they're a great football team, but those wins are just so tight, especially playing like, you know, back-to-back AFC North teams and seeing how they performed against Cleveland last week. Like, I, the fact that I'm nervous for 75% of a football game, which I know I shouldn't be. Every time I, – I always just need to remember that divisional playoff round against Houston a couple years ago um, and, you know – throw all my worries away that's what just I remember who you have at quarterback that too so obviously i think the chiefs were going to come out with a dub after this weekend but do i think they're going to cover absolutely not i do see that sexy 55 over hitting though because both of these teams are so offensively present that i just it's impossible to even think about taking an under for this obviously yes i, I see both of these teams scoring within the 30s yeah, definitely. I after Monday night's game, I'm out on Baltimore this year. I think the Chiefs. I think they cover this pretty easily. Okay. Um, I I think that the it was kind of like a it's like a week one you know type game for the Chiefs. They get a tough opponent out of the way, um, and they're gonna be they're gonna be ready for this opponent just right after. So. I personally think, you know, Baltimore, kind of like the Raiders, do they have enough juice in them? And this is an even more high-powered offense. I don't think that they're going to be ready. I know it's only like a day short of a normal week that teams get to prepare for, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, they they used up a lot of juice. It was a game that went to overtime. So I think that Baltimore, they're going to they're gonna be definitely um, – outmatched in this game so i'm picking kansas to cover okay kansas city not kansas yeah, same thing not even on the kansas side anyways uh all right so let's get to our money night game then real quick this is just an ugly ass game we got uh green bay um in detroit and green bay's home line right now is at 11 obviously should we, I mean, we're gonna talk about it because it's primetime football but packers i think are gonna bounce back from week one against new orleans they had like they also had a tough opponent that's in the past I, Aaron Rodgers has another week to kind of get accustomed to that offense, um, which honestly was surprising that he wasn't getting accustomed before because considering that is still his team, whether he wants to be on it or not, they own him now. Um, but <laughs> Detroit is just such a bad, bad football team, Brendan. Bad team. Bad. So, uh, you know what we should watch? We should watch a game where the Lions play the Jaguars or the Texans or something like that. I want to watch a team 
or a game, or even the Falcons. I want to watch a game where we watch the two worst football teams in the league compete against each other. That's something that I would rather see than that'd be awesome. You know, the AFC North winners from last year playing, obviously the losers, and it's just it's it's going to be a blowout. It's it's not even going to be fair. If I if you're a Detroit fan, don't even bother turning the game on. Yeah, so I mean, this is a big spread, and for how bad the Packers looked last week, you know, hey, I understand Detroit could cover. I understand Rodgers will want to unembarrass himself, so I think you know he probably will. He probably will, but the Lions are one and zero against the spread right now, against a good team. So you know what? I'm not throwing this in a parlay because it, it could easily lose, but I think I'm willing to take them to cover this again, just on the off chance. And, and you're, you're not right, just though. saying that out of spite. Uh, maybe I am a little bit, but. The Lions, they do stink. They just lost Jeff Okuda, you know, who he wasn't really great anyways, mm-hmm. but they they allowed Jimmy G to throw for over 300 yards against them and let up like five, five and a half yards per carry, more than that. So I see a Packers bounce back, but I think it could potentially be closer. Um, maybe, you know, the, maybe the Packers need more than one or two weeks to get caught up to speed, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So you know, maybe maybe it's a little bit of a slower start than we think, um, even in this game. So I think the Packers will definitely win, but 11 is fat. I think, you know, like last week, the Lions came back, even in somewhat of garbage time, they were able to come back and almost send it to OT against the Niners. So they, I think they maybe could, uh, they could cover this. And if they do, and if I bet on them, and they are 2-0 and against the spread, I think I'm going to bet on the Lions to cover every single week for the rest of the year. So that's fair. Dan, Dan Campbell, maybe I, Dan Campbell seems like one of those coaches that might know what the the spread is for games and might purposely try his hardest to just cover. That's actually pretty funny. And then we have an over under of forty eight. I feel better taking this under. Yeah, I don't know. Like that kind of feeds into the same thing. If the Packers still aren't, you know, offensively up to par. They might not be able to put up as many points as they usually could. Um, and the Lions are they, – they put up a lot of points last week against the 49ers. So, I don't know. I might Maybe I would consider that over. But I think I would rather – I think I would rather just put, like, my nuts on the table and just go for the Lions to cover. Okay. Well, and then, Brennan, that will do it for our week two predictions of how the games are going to turn out lines-wise and otherwise. So, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up today that you think would be informative to our audience? No, not really. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, last week there was the Bears under, I said, you guys should bet on. Um, That didn't work out. So, I think after this, I'm just going to say – Have you lost some credibility? Go for the over. Just go for the points. It's more fun anyway. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, Brennan, I think that is our show. Do you know what I've also valued now that I have a full-time job? I value sleep. Oh, yeah. I I honestly got – I really had a hard time staying up for the uh, Sunday night game and the Monday night game combined. I genuinely did. It was hard for me to stay awake past halftime. I managed to do it because I'm a beast, but – I'm at a point now where 10 o'clock is bedtime for me. That's fair. Very fair. I, I, you know, I hated having a curfew in high school. I didn't even have one actually, but the, the, the concept of curfews Whoa. pissed me off and drove me insane. I know. Right. I was crazy, but I, I value just going to bed. That's all I look forward to nowadays. I agree with you.
And with that being said, Brennan, I think I'm going to go to bed. Good night, y'all. I'll see you next week. See you guys.